Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I got to jump in at some point because otherwise I'll hear this. I'll have him play this whole song. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And Sam, you know, he teed up this conversation. Garrett wasn't here for it, so I'm going to have to mention this whole Prince thing here. But as we move into this 7 o'clock hour, I say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a very, very good morning and happy new year to you folks in Milton. Wonderful Milton. Yeah. How was, how was. Was the they won the state, they, they won, won the state championship. Yeah, I guess it was pretty good then, huh? Very good, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to the Eagles. Shout out to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, um, first of all, Garrett, thank you again for your contributions this morning. But um, if you've got a second, I want to bring you in. Because you. this is like the third Prince song he's played. Or second one. And, and No, this is the third. It's the third, this is the third one. one. I've been playing Prince, man. I'm trying it's, to I'm trying to stick with the theme. I don't know. Is there? Yeah, that I was going to say, is there a reason why? Maybe I'm missing something. Because Prince is the, is, is the man. Okay. Well, I agree with you there. We had, a conversation <laughs> this, we had a conversation this past week. I want to get your thoughts on it, but I think I know what your answer is. Um, I was just thinking out loud because when this guy passed, when Prince passed, he, he was awash with praise and everything. And one of the things that was said was how great he was. This was the only guy who is associated with a color. He's got his own color, right? And, and, and rightfully so. We, we think of purple, we think of Prince. The question was brought up, though, why not Jimi Hendrix, too? And Jimi did it first, meaning he did Purple Haze, Prince did Purple Rain. Both only had one song with purple in it. They charted one spot away from each other. Prince peaked out at number two. Jimi Hendrix, Purple, uh, purple Haze, peaked out at number three. And again, I realized that, you know, the reasons why it was just more visible. Prince is more visible. He was in, you know, the MTV era and all of that. But I'm just saying, is it worthy of a conversation just to think about, to acknowledge something with Jimmy, who, who, who attached himself to Purple first? That way, that was the conversation. Day Day switched over. He goes, yeah, you know what? You're right. And then he, he changed his thoughts. 
Nah. Not going to change yours, I don't think, though. Nah, nah. Prince, Prince is... Prince no, is purple. No, no disrespect to Jimi Hendrix. Just saying, the Prince guy did is it. so much cooler, man. Well, see... Prince is so much cooler. I will say this to you. <laughs> Prince is yeah, undefeated. He's yeah. undefeated. Have you... Th- that man's And, and, and you, know what, you know what else? The, the people who went to the Prince concerts, they remember it. I'm not sure how much the folk that went to the Hendrix concerts remember. They weren't, they weren't All the stuff concerts. that they were doing. Oh, I, I, oh you, you mean know, just, like Woodstock. Okay. You know, I don't know how much they really remember about well, him being out there. You know Prince what I mean? also had a fit. Like, you know how like an outfit, and he wore it every time, and it was – the outfit was was just as memorable as the music. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and Jimi Hendrix wasn't like that. You know, it's like Purple Haze is great, but Purple Haze is more a Jimmy's reference a to something else. Jimmy's, you know? Jimmy's a pioneer, and, and, and that's what it is. It's like, it, you know, Jordan took what Dr. J did to another level. LeBron's taken what Michael did to another level. And the, the, the originators are sometimes forgotten. So I understand that. Jimmy's never going to have the visibility uh, that Prince had. But Prince is the guitar player he was because of Jimi Hendrix. He was the guy he patterned his guitar playing and one of the people he patterned it after. But anyway, I get what you're saying. Listen, this is a guy who I watched. And Sam, I don't know if I, I've told you this story a couple times. Remember the big snow we had here in like 93? Everything got shut down or 90-something, 90 mid-90s or something. The Hotel Nico was still there on Peachtree Street. He was there. He was stuck. I had a friend who worked at that hotel, went over and saw them, and Prince was literally in the lobby playing the grand piano, hanging out because he couldn't go anywhere. Everything was shut down. You couldn't even get anybody to come pick you up, take you to the airport, and there were no flights going on here. So for like a two-day period, he was stuck in the Hotel Nico, and he would go downstairs, and he'd just start playing on the piano. People left him alone. (laughs) So I'm a big old Prince fan. Big yeah. old Prince fan. How cool was that? I mean, I really was. And and my friend said, you got to get over here. Prince is here. He's hanging out. He's stuck. He's he's going to the lobby like a couple times a day. <laughs> I mean, this, you remember the Hotel Nico? Oh, yeah. Sam, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sam McGregor, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. Where would you like to start, Mr. Crenshaw, when it comes to recapping these stories of 2023 that have stayed with you? Uh, and in your mind, we're you know pretty important, whether it's sports or or or. or well, I think that I think just sports stories and sports stories of okay. of of our of our town and of our state that I think are biggest ones. I don't know what Garrett would think was the biggest one locally, but I still think Georgia winning that second national championship uh, is still the biggest story. This is the golden age of Georgia football, regardless of what happened this year, not winning another national championship, which I wanted to see him get the three feet because we don't know when we will ever see this again, considering the way things are evolving and changing with college football, that someone could recruit that well and have that many of those players stay put or wait patiently for their turn um, and, and, and you know, then in the end win a national championship. So I think that that was the, the big one for me. The Braves season comes around, and I give the Braves season because it was big, it was long, it was a lot of fun. Um, of course, the bats took a nap in October, and that's what I said. If I could wish on my wish list, we're going to have our wish list later. Our mm-hmm. wish list is alarm clocks for the Braves bats. And the alarm, we set the alarm clocks to like October 5th, and those alarm clocks go up October 5th, and the bats stay awake in the month of October instead of taking a nod like they've done the last couple of years, is what we love to see with the Braves. Ron Lacuna, obviously, what he did, uh, and I kind of break him out from the team. Because of what he did, an MVP season, the 73 steals, the 41 homers, and the things that he shared with Otani. You talk a lot about Otani, Greg, and they both shared a lot of things as being MVPs. 
They also won the Hank Aaron Award for their separate leagues. Um, so much in coming between those two, obviously, uh, at the top, those two players. And, well, the Braves get to go play out in Los Angeles earlier in the season. We won't get to see the Dodgers here until mid-September. I don't know if anybody's looked at the schedule <laughs> to see when we'll get to see the Dodgers with Otani. They're coming here at two weeks into the football season uh, is when they come to play. I think they're 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th of September. Y'all get me a birthday present while you're going to those games. All right, all right, because that's, 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 that's when the Dodgers come here and we get to see Otani in that Dodger uniform here in Atlanta. Uh, the next story I have to say will be Chris Eubanks. I thought during the summer when things were kind of like, you know, at the time you're waiting for football to start and, you know, it's, it's summer, and this guy gave us something to get excited about. He really gave us something to get excited about. Uh, a local product who had been, a, you know, kind of a, just a grinder out there on the pro tour. It all came together. He wins the tournament. He rolls into Wimbledon and has an incredible uh, play. And, you know, just his whole background, his whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's playing the match of his life at Wimbledon. I reach out to his folks, to his mom. His mom's at work. He says, I, you know, you would think, you know, I'm on the first thing smoking. I'm on a jet. I got to I got to be there. No. Mom was at work. Dad was at home getting a new roof put on the house. Yep, yep. Nobody thought he was going to get as far as he did. Well, well, even with that, though, you, 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 you drop what you're doing to go over there and be a part of it. And they were like, you know, he's not he's not Coco Goff's age. He's a guy in his late 20s. He's yeah, been on the tour. Yeah. And they've been and there, he, I'm sure, a bunch of times or yeah, a few it, times. You know, and so... He said, we don't have to hold his hand anymore. He knows what he's doing. He's going to go out there and, and, and practice and play. And just thoroughly enjoyed it. Just thoroughly. And, here's, you know, here's a guy who comes into this without feeling that kind of pressure, the expectations, and um, just has a tremendous tournament, left everybody feeling really good. After the season, he's come home. I think he got to drive the golden spike for Atlanta United in, mm-hmm. one, of their, in one of their matches uh, coming back here. And so, uh, by the way, tennis season has started. They're in Australia. They're playing the Brisbane tournament, and Naomi Osaka has oh, won. Oh yeah, she, she she's won. She yeah, won her, she's she won did. her first match. She's yeah, won her she, first. she said it was tough though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. I'm first sure. One back. But she won her first match back, and so we, when did she have that baby? When what was it? Summertime. Back during the um, was it right? Right, right before was it around Wimbledon time? I think it was right around Wimbledon time hmm, when she, okay. she 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 had the kid. So um. But she um, had won her first match back. It was good. Andy Murray lost his first match in the season. And Ben Shelton, a lot of people are watching. He's a three seed for this tournament from America. He got knocked out as well. Uh, other things I thought were big this year for area was high school replay. And we saw this, com- we saw this coming, didn't we? Well, yes. We, well, we hoped it was coming. Um, yours, so, truly, yeah. yours truly being on the call for the, <laughs> for the, for the game that went, went viral. Uh, when the uh, the touchdown was awarded, that wasn't a touchdown, and you just you knew once that happened, it was just going to be mm-hmm. a matter of time uh, before that um, video review, which is being called video review, would be used for for high school football. <laughs> and so uh, it, it was used for the Corky Kell Classic games at Mercedes Benz Stadium. It was used for the state championship games at Mercedes Benz Stadium. And, you know, the question now is, are we on the clock? to have it used other places. Um, and, and, you know, we had Jasper Jewell on Friday. You know, he's outgoing athletic director of the city of Atlanta. And we talked about, you know, the expense 
uh, of managing an athletic department and having the funds to, to get these things, to get shot clocks, to go in the gyms uh, and that type thing, and when everybody has to get them. Mm-hmm. You're waiting to see if somebody's going to scale back the price of this technology and have, and have it available at the high schools so right. they can use it. And, um, and somebody that wanted to have their name attached to it, somebody that want to have their name. I mean, I don't mean under the big Microsoft or Apple, any of those people, but maybe somebody new that says, hey, this is a nice place to put our brand. You know, with high school athletics, and and um, maybe that's the way it, it happens, so that everybody uh, can have it. But right now, having it for high school, that was a big story this year. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say NILs too coming to high school. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not done. Oh, I'll sorry, shut up. Oh, okay, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Not, not done. Uh, Georgia's 29 game streak uh, ending, but just 29 29 game consecutive wins um, ending. And so, uh, you know, I mentioned the national championship at the top, but the streak that continued through the regular season on down to the SEC championship game. Uh, we get to that. Georgia Tech's return to a bowl game. And I uh, talked with that, and Garrett, we just talked about that a, a while, uh, a little while back. I think that's big. Um, Garrett pointed out something that I think is important, too. The former very successful high school football coaches from the area who are now on the staff at Georgia Tech and what that means. Because this recruiting game is all about relationships. All about relationships, you know. And, of course, the last thing I got is the high school NIL, which works differently from what you see in college. Everybody's screaming, oh, they're going to be buying it. No, that's not what we're talking about at the, the high school level. And, you know, the guys who are gonna, guys and girls who are going to do well at the high school level, they're big on social media. They're going to be good athletes, good players. But also, you know, if I'm going to tell you to go to Joe's Burger Barn, I want to know you got a ton of followers on your TikTok. And those are the folks who are going to be able to do well with the high school NIL. And it brings Georgia in line with a lot of other states. I think about 30 states are doing it already. So that's where it's at. But I thought those were big stories from our city and from our state for 2023. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, We are going to revisit an interview that, well, our own Garrett did with uh, Bill Blender. Going to talk Bender, excuse me, not Blender, Bender. And when did you? Uh, when did this uh, interview take place? It took place last Saturday. So we're going to give you some of this. Just his take on college football that is going to come up next. It is Sam and Greg in for the morning shift on this New Year's Day, January first. Sports Radio ninety two ninety game ninety two ninety. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. John Fricky and Gary Chapman on College Football Game Time, and we welcome into the program one of the experts in college football, Bill Bender, who has been covering the game for a long time, done so very well. We encourage you to follow him on the Twitter, the X. He is with Sporting News, and he joins us on the waitforward.com hotline. Hey, Bill. Hey, expert, until you look at my bull picks. I mean, that, but that, <laughs> you know what, disclaimer, if you're trying to look for expert bull picks, you're not going to find them because they're almost impossible to pick these days. <laughs> so you just got to flip a coin, right? And some of these teams, man. I mean, I know we um, we had a, the the other pair that were on that's on the show. They they split the Missouri and Ohio State game, and honestly, I, it, a lot of these games have been just kind of a coin toss. And uh, that actually, Bill, it gets me into my first question. Um, a lot of these opt outs, it's changed the complexity of the bowl season. Is there a remedy? for the bowl game opt-outs, like, is there something that, that that could actually, is there like a magical pill that we could take and, and fix all of this stuff? Or, or do you think that the 12-team playoff might change everything and maybe we'll see more teams or more more players, I should say? Well, I just don't think there's a good answer, right? And I, I live in Columbus, so, you know, I was at my son's lacrosse workout this morning and all the talk is Ohio State and it's the end of the world. Well, is it when Marvin Harrison opt out and Kyle McCord transfers before the bowl game and it's not really a complete result when you're throwing a third string quarterback in there. Now there's some things we can pick apart from that. But you know the the bowl season, you know, it means a lot for Missouri. There's no question. That was a nice program building win for them. So I don't think there's any easier answer other than for me the twelve team playoffs gonna make the other bowls that are for power five schools not as enticing. I think we're going to see more opt-outs and more bulls have diminished value. My easiest answer would be maybe we trim the number down to 20, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think, you know, there's still too much money to be made, you know, from a television standpoint, from a local standpoint. I would like to see it as well, Bill, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't want to dwell on this. I just want to throw it out there and leave it be. If you think the opt-outs are bad for bowl games now, Wait till you get to the 12-team playoff and the possibility of opt-outs in the playoff because guys are going to look at it and say, I'm not playing four, four more college football games. I'm going to the NFL. So, you know, or potentially four more college football games. So just keep that in mind. But I, I want to bring this Bill Bender of Sporting News back to today here. George, there are some teams that, that I think are taking this uh, not seriously, but I, I think are you really trying to use this, have managed to focus their programs uh, and Missouri being one of them last night, for example, uh, Clemson yesterday, uh, you know, and Kentucky both, you know, playing their big stars. Penn State and Ole Miss are going to play here at noon. Georgia and Florida State are going to play at four. And I think for all of these programs, for Auburn today in the Music City Bowl and Hugh Freeze, these are important moments for their program, not necessarily for right now, but moving forward into next year. Yeah, I mean, for Ole Miss and Penn State in particular in that Peach Bowl, it's a – I think there's more value in winning because you're not going to be the guy, whether it's James Franklin or Lane Kiffin, that they're talking about can't win the big game. 
and I was stressing this earlier on another show this morning that, you know, Penn State lost to Ohio State and Michigan. They, they top 16. Uh, Ole Miss lost to Georgia and Alabama. That's not a bad thing. But you lose this game, then you're wondering, okay, when are they ever going to do this? One thing about the game, I think it offers a preview of what the 12-team playoff matchup might look like. You know, this could be one of those uh, the 6-11 type games. And I think that's exciting to me that we're getting a little bit of a preview for that. So both of those teams definitely want to be there. Bill, uh, I, I'm actually very interested in uh, one of the games, well, one of the teams today, and not just in in regards to what they're playing. So the Orange Bowl, of course, it features two teams who don't really want to be there on the football field. But off the football field, Florida State, of course, they entered that lawsuit with the ACC. Um, they're in the midst of all of that. I think that's really going to be the story of the offseason. But as it stands right now, what does that situation look like for them, and what's the timeline for a potential exit from the ACC? Well, I spoke to a, a lawyer from Mark Wilhelm from Troutman Pepper, and he has a grasp on the Grant of Rights fields, and that's the, the, the sticking point. He, he compared it to me to, as let's say, one of you or I got a lease to an apartment, and in return, we, we were given cash, and then we want to get out of that lease, and, and it's just not going to happen uh, without a lengthy court battle with the ACC who actually filed the first lawsuit there. Now, I understand Florida State's point of view. If you look at the changing landscape of college football and not wanting to be left behind from the FCC and the Big Ten, who two conferences that clearly drive the bus in terms of revenue, competition. And, and I think it's an emotional case because of what happened with the college football playoff, right? I, I mean, isn't this a, a definitely a reaction to that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, but it is a divorce, and it's going to happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this kind of all plays out here with all the legality here. I mean, it, you know, Florida State is emotionally, you know, gone from the ACC. You know, they don't want to be in a league with Stanford and Cal. It just SMU. That just doesn't right. work for them. And, yeah, and the money doesn't work for them either. But, again, we'll see how that kind of all plays out as we move forward. Bill, Bill Bender of Sporting News. Bill, I want to go to the semifinals here. Um you look at uh, fascinating matchups, not only in four teams that have all been national champions uh, in Bama, Michigan, Texas, and Washington, but four head coaches in DeBoer and Sark and Harbaugh and Saban and four quarterbacks in J.J. McCarthy, Jalen Milrow, Quinn Ewers, slash maybe Arch Manning, who knows, and, of course, Michael Penix Jr. I, I think really, you know, even though Georgia and Florida State can sit here today and argue about, you know, that they got left out, uh, I think all in all, it, it does offer us on uh, on Monday in those two games really intriguing storylines between these four programs. Oh, absolutely. Let's start with the Rose Bowl. Uh, who's the pressure on? I keep asking people that question. It's not Alabama. They're an underdog. They, they've won national titles. This is not Nick Saban's best team. I don't want to use the phrase house money, but kind of is. And for Michigan, that's one, my way of saying Michigan – a ton of pressure. You know, they're facing an Alabama team that's 8-1 and one against the Big Ten under Nick Saban. And the Big Ten perception got worse last night with Ohio State. will get even worse today if Penn State loses. And not to mention Michigan's bull history, everything going on with Jim Harbaugh, the sign stealing, etc. I, I think the fallout for Michigan is much more severe on January 2nd if they can't go into this all-in moment in the Rose Bowl where they haven't won since 1997. Bill, what's the edge 
for for these teams. Uh, I mean, looking at uh, just really both of them, uh, spread wise, this is the tightest college football playoff that we had that we've had. But specifically in the Rose Bowl, I mean, it's a one and a half point line, and I I could go either way. I mean, we're making picks later, and and uh, I've I've kind of gone both ways specifically with that Rose Bowl. But I, I don't. What's the edge for for that game? Well, I think it's the interior run game. If Michigan can't do that with Blake Corum, they'll stress out J.J. McCarthy. The Alabama edge rush will get home, and they've got really good defensive backs. For um, Alabama, it's just can they get the running game going? This is Michigan's best defense. I'll say this, and I've watched all those games where Nick Saban's coached against the Big Ten schools in Big Ten country. You knew in your heart most of the time, the 2020 Citrus Bowl, for example, I knew Michigan wasn't going to win that game. This is the first time that I feel like Michigan actually could beat Alabama since Saban was there. But I also know, you know, what's happened in the past. That said, that one-and-a-half-point line hasn't moved much. That tells me that, like you, you can go on either side of this fence and, and make a really plausible case that either team could win it. Yeah, you. well, no, you can. You can make a case for all four to win the national title and – and uh, I think in, in this, Bill Bender, I, I think, and I assume here, you know, being in Atlanta where we are, that, you know, the fans, obviously everybody knows Alabama here. Everybody kind of knows Jim Harbaugh. They now know Texas because they're coming into the league and they beat Alabama earlier in this year. And I think fans are looking at Washington. Last time they saw Washington was here in Atlanta in a semifinal game a number of years ago when Washington had beat Avea, had uh, Jake Browning. They played Alabama. Alabama kind of ran them off the field a little bit dominated the game and so they look at Washington as being kind of a, the new version of TCU and I think that, that is a mistake here because Washington I I think I look at Washington and say it would not surprise me if the Huskies actually hoisted the trophy I, I totally agree this isn't that Washington team that played against Alabama who still won considerably and had an off night offensively so much so remember Sark replaced Lane Kiffin after the bull game uh which is still a wild story this is a different Washington team. They have a ton of playmakers on the outside. If you haven't watched Roma Dunze play, he is a NFL stud. That's what's going to happen at the next level. Their offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. Their defense had some edge rushers stay in school for this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're fully capable of winning the whole thing. They're probably the most underrated playoff team I've ever seen because the I, this is the first year – maybe in the 10-year history of the 14 playoff, where I actually, like you just said a minute ago, see a case where I can see any one of these four schools holding up that national championship trophy. Finishing up with Bill Bender here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Uh, Bill, we're in, we're in the headline business, right? Like, you work for the Sporting News. We're here at 92.9 The Game. What is the headline that you're writing on Tuesday morning? I think I'm writing rematch. Right, for the rematch or something with Texas and Alabama in it. I like Alabama in a close one, but like I said, Michigan absolutely has a chance in that one. I think they went on a late Will Riker field goal of all things. Uh, and I like Texas by a touchdown. So I think, do we have to do the whole Texas is back thing? Because I think that one will be pretty popular uh, if they win this game. But I, I stay away from that one-liner just because they're always going to be relevant, but Man, Texas and Houston for a national championship. Yeah, I I, I think the the biggest storyline would be Jim Harbaugh finally getting to a national title. 
and I don't know what Alabama team we're going to get. I mean, let's not forget, for, if, for, if for a fourth and 31 miracle, they wouldn't even be here. Uh, so, oh, I absolutely um, agree. I mean, for Mich- if Michigan wins, you know, we, we have to go down the sign stealing stuff again. But it, it demeans what he's been able to do there. I mean, we haven't seen Jim Harbaugh have a chance for that since he coached against his brother in the Super Bowl. It'd be pretty, you know, the writer in us kind of wants to see that happen because, uh, you know, we're going to get more pages that way. I wrote the Nick Saban National Championship column a few times, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Yeah, you've written it. Uh, I'll- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A lot of times going back to LSU. Hey, Bill, do appreciate your taking a few minutes. Thanks much. Game. Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Happy, happy new year, everybody. Sam and Greg, we are in for the morning shift. And uh, we're going to be here till 10 o'clock. So actually, we're going to morph a little bit into the steakhouse. But uh, I want to thank Garrett for putting on that radio replay there. You guys had a chance to talk to uh, Bill Bender. I like the, the way that interview started, Garrett. I don't know, Sam, if you caught this about him talking about people who predict how these games are going to play out. There's just no way of knowing it. But, boy, there's a whole lot of people making six, seven digits a year doing so. Uh, did you? Uh, I, yep. I mean, especially this year and, and, and understanding how, well, that's actually been the game, trying to understand how these teams are going to navigate the transfer portal. And so – doing so as we've watched this this has been like the wild west sam we talked about this we think we know what it's going to look like but in a year or two it may look completely different so i i guess it's like strap in and enjoy the ride that's the main thing i mean it's it's happening and i mean when people finally get enough of it people will do something you know what what that will be what that may be i don't know but um to me, that's, that's the thing that made the college game, as far as football goes, appeal to some people who the pro game didn't appeal to because in the pros you had free agency, you had guys wanting to be traded, asking to be traded, and, and that type of thing. They could move around from team to team. Whereas with college, you kind of knew, okay, this guy's just finished his freshman year. He's going to be here at least for two or three more seasons. And that's not the case anymore. Your team this year is your team this year. 
that's it, you know. And, and so you hope that the nucleus of that team, you know, stays in place and you're able to add some more to that. If some leave by transfer portal, but some are able to go up, there's some that are coming down. They're looking for places to play. And, you know, especially if they have uh, actually game time reps, they've actually played in games at that different school. It brings you some value. You have to see, though, if they're a good fit, not only for what you do on your field, but also for your locker room. All right. That's a good way to put a ribbon on that. Hey, uh, when we before we did the re- radio replay, you gave your um, 2023 stories of the year locally. And and I know that you have some, some bigger ones as far as what you think the big story of 2023 was. That's actually – I just did it a little differently, and I'm not going to take as much time here because it's real quick. Because we're going to get into our sports wish list, and I only got one of those. So I'll, can I knock these out real quick here for you? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. My, yeah. More sports stories of 2023. Sure. I, I did it in leagues. Baseball, it's Otani and Acuna. Just leave it at that. Those those what they did are my stories in Major League Baseball from last year. In the NFL, I think it's the same as your overall sports story of the year, Demar Hamlin. All right. In the NBA, that in season tournament, I I just I I was curious of what that was going to look like and, and soccer's influence on our other sports. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I heard that analogy quite a bit. That was it. Uh, I haven't got one for the NHL. <laughs> it is the but you do have one for MLS and that is the coming of Messi well that yeah and you know what's funny I, I specifically asked that of Jason Longshore when he sat in for you uh, on a scale of one to ten what that meant to MLS and he said like a 13 or 14 <laughs> when he, yeah. it was way past yeah. the 10 yeah and, and and what that did so. and what it does for soccer in in the United States um, the, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. Got that, a brand new training facility coming here, thanks to Mr. Arthur Blank. You know. Everybody get ready for that uh, those matches here with the World Cup. Uh, my NHL stories are the Connors. Okay. Bedard and McDavid, the faces of the sport moving mm-hmm. forward. And I just got one for college, uh, college football, and that is Georgia not being allowed, given the way it is laid out right now, they were not allowed to go for that repeat and everything else to me uh pales because you want to see history i am so about being there watching historic events when i can sometimes you don't know they're going to happen but when you think you're going to see something and yeah. it gets snatched away from you that stays with me so for me that was the story and i you know i ain't go to georgia but if, you, yep. if i lived in chicago still i'd want to see it to see history right i want to see, see history, kind of history man yeah because we don't know when we're going to see that again we don't Abs- know when we're going to get back to back again we, we really don't the way things are laid out and the way players are moving around. Even if you play on that national championship team, you got value somewhere else. Right. You know, you won that ring. Okay, I won that ring. Let me go get paid. So, I mean, that's – yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We're with you. I'm with you in lockstep there, man. And and you're right. The way it is set up right now and the movement as we see it in, in, with the transfer portal, you're right. It's, it's, it's like seeing – are we going to see another 300-game winner in Major League Baseball? Well, the way the sport is laid out right now, I doubt it. The way pitching staffs are, are worked, I doubt it. And there's certain records that will just never be broken, and we've talked about that. But there's a few of them that just won't be because of the way the sport is played. Ain't nobody going to touch Cy Young's record of 511 wins. It's just never going to happen unless they completely overhaul the sport of baseball. 
I'm sure there's a few more you can think of, but I'm just that that seems to be the cornerstone for me. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game. Well, Nine- I, I, I go back to the rushing record, the all time rushing record for high school in the state, um, which I don't think anybody's going to touch because they don't run the ball like that anymore in, in high school ball. Everybody's trying to get prepped to go to the next level, so they're running a, a version of the spread. Um, so nobody's going to get the ball that many times. Do you, you know, know what that record? Do you remember what that number is? I'm forgetting exactly what the the, the number was, but you know, but but it was, um, gosh, you got to get that out. out all right, out you work on it and, and get back. You got my mouth all ready for it, though. You could tease me, so <laughs> kind of curious of what that number is. Um, oh wait, I want to get this out here. Uh, happened today. First Rose Bowl happened today as we get ready for um, the game tonight. Michigan beat Stanford forty-nine to nothing. That was in nineteen o two. That was the first Rose Bowl, at least it was recorded here. And the uh, the first, uh, da, 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 let's see here, Sugar Bowl happened on this day. Tulane beat Temple 24-14. And the first Orange Bowl, Bucknell, Bucknell beat Miami 26 nothing. So a whole lot of firsts on this January 1st. There you go. <laughs> Is it just me? Sam's still there? Are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I couldn't hear you, man. You ain't saying nothing. You got to speak up. I, w- I wasn't sure. You want to get into this wish list? Sure. Because we had talked about that. Go ahead. I mean, just things that we had, uh, we would like to see the teams, local teams, or anybody. You'd like to see. Wish for this and please have it happen. Okay, we can start with our Falcons. Can we wish for a, a, a I guess, a, a, a starting quarterback that gives us a chance? Garrett talked about this yesterday. And the fact that what you you want what what makes a a franchise starting quarterback, he's that guy that shows up every week and gives you a chance, and we've had that for years with Matt Ryan. If Matt Ryan showed up, you had a chance to win. Did you always win? No, but he gave you that chance. And right now, we don't have that guy that we know is going to give us a chance to win every week. We hope that this team, you know, finds that person, establishes that person for next season. That is on the wish list. For our, uh, for, for our for our teams, uh, for the at least for the Falcons, uh, we're all in step. We're, we're all in agreement there. Garrett's the same thing. I say the same thing, Chip. Yep. Uh, NASCAR, um, and we didn't talk much NASCAR. Chase Elliott, my goodness, uh, what is it? Snowboarding. He goes out there <laughs> yeah. and he gets he gets hurt, and his whole season just went up in smoke. Uh, didn't win a race. Uh, didn't make the playoff. Still, most popular driver. Still, most popular driver. But uh, but he's our guy. He's our he's our home folks. He's from here, Dawsonville, and and from the area. And um, you want to see him get back in stride and for this coming season. Um, and that's what you want to see. This is an Olympic year. And a lot of things to come out of that. We're gonna go to Paris. Um, once you know, I don't know if you looking what you're looking forward to seeing, Shakari Richardson. Are you looking forward to seeing Simone Biles or? Or looking forward to seeing some of the some of the swimmers. Who are you looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to seeing Emma Hunt. Emma Hunt is someone that I've met, um, you know, a few weeks ago, and she lives here in the area. She is an Olympic speed climber. You know, you know, you go to places and they got those that rock wall. You got to climb up. Yeah. She she goes up that thing in about six seconds, man. I saw that. Yeah, you had to tape and, it, that thing. And and, and I, my wish for her is that she goes and wins it, but at least that, that, that she will medal. Um, and a delightful person to meet and um, very diligent and very serious about, about what it is she's doing, but just having a blast, you know, doing something. And, and you know, it's a, it's a unique Olympic sport. 
You know, we have some unique ones. We got break dancing coming in this year mm-hmm. as an Olympic yeah. sport. How are you going to, you know, matter of fact, I saw some break dancing last night. You know, on the, uh, on the Ryan Seacrest show, they had LL Cool J came out there and they had two break dancers. Well, it, I said, one of these dudes, right? I said, one of these, one of these dudes going to be in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that, that, that was, those are things that I had. And just, um, you left one out. Which one did I leave? You out? left one out. I mean, and again, we're in lockstep with the ones that you mentioned, but you left one out. And that is, we wish that the Atlanta Braves bats could get themselves an alarm clock. Okay, alarm clocks, <laughs> and set it for October fifth. October fifth, we want to get a, you know, and we we ought to know who we're playing by that time, yeah. and wake up the bats, man, wake up the bats after October fifth because they have taken a nap the last two years, big time. So that's another thing I wish. Also, um, also something high school officials wish is for more people to consider and get involved with officiating. Garrett, you've, uh, you've been an, an official uh, before. Uh, we had Eric Slaughter with us yesterday. Of course, he is an official currently. Um, and it can be a tough and demanding you know, job. It can open up some doors, a lot of things. And it's, to me, it's another way to network. Um, you know, but I, I hope that more people will consider it. That's going to be a that's going to be an uphill battle, though. Well, I mean, the it's thing a of it real is, real uphill battle. If you recruit college campuses, you know, could that could that be it? If you recruit college campuses, uh, you got students that need some extra cash in their pocket, just like you said. You know, you want to use like you do for the casting call. You want some cash in your pocket. Well, that's different. That uh, just a job in 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 that area, that time in your life. I'm with you on that. Moving yeah. forward, though, try to take it to the college level and eventually the pros, I think that's an uphill battle. Um, the two things that I think are impediments for these people, because you can't legislate how families get in your face and how much tolerance you're going to have. You go into this possess, possess, uh, profession, you know you got to put some of your the things that, you know, that trigger you in your back pocket because you're going to be dealing with some unreasonable people. But that used to be the end-all, be-all. Now you've got to worry about getting embarrassed by technology, not so much on the, on the lower levels, but as you move up. See, that's, that's what I think is going to be the problem because you want – what we watch, we want to see competent officials. Okay, you go out to high school, you go out to, you know, little league games and and even on the college level, to some extent, unless you're playing at some of the bigger schools, it's not seen by the masses. It's those ones that are seen by the masses where we see the mistakes and then we call out and talk about these. Look at that dude who messed that call up, man, his life has been put on blast and they they put his where he lives out there on, on social media. That's given a whole lot of people who have the thought about getting into that profession reason to pause well, he's that, that's the, all well, i'm saying well he's reached that level and, and and he's getting compensated very well for it but i, I think you know someone try it out at the collegiate while, while you're in college get some extra cash try it out mm-hmm. see you don't know what crew you get assigned to you're working with someone and it's a good network you know for employment or a job job and you say okay well, it's not bad i'm getting to meet people that do things in different places and i can i can network through through officiating and i think some people do that well, God bless them, those, those ones who, who persevere and make it in there because it's, it's one of those professions now that is, is ever-changing. Hey, Sam, the first Rose Parade obviously took place today. Could you guess the year? Man. Or, or the century. <laughs> Put it that well, way. Well, okay, the century. What, what century was it? It was 1800s. It was 1890. The 18- first Rose Parade, which eventually became the Tournament of Roses. Yep. Held in beautiful. I ain't never been to Pasadena. You ever been to Pasadena? Before? I've been through, been through there. 
I've always wanted to go to the stadium. I've been to the lot. I was with some people, and we said, yeah, the road. We were riding around at night, and we just rode around like, hey, man, it's the Rose Bowl. It's dark. It's a big old stadium. I can say I've been in the parking lot, but I've never been inside. Some of my – one of my all-time bucket list things happened on this day. I don't know. Maybe one that you would like to uh, partake in, too. I think you might, but this is absolutely on mine. I'll tell you what that is as we come back. Heading into the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to hear from Bob Rathburn coming up as we talk some more NBA and the Hawks. It is Sam and Greg on this January 1st. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 